This is Jason Martinez from Flyers Daily, and you're listening to the Flyered Up Podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Florida Podcast. I am your host, Amadeo Graciela, my partner, Chris Mayer. We are live streaming, as always, on the Pandit Lines, Flyers Fan Mania 93, and TTP Sports on YouTube. And for people that are tuning into the pod either late or just can't tune in at all, it'll always be on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts at. So I want to start the podcast off with this nice little tweet on the Buffalo Sabres. It's a, it's a really good tweet. So... It goes over four players on the Buffalo's on the Buffalo Sabres that are making a lot of money. So we got Jack Eichel, who's making ten million a year annually. He only has two goals. Jeff Skinner, nine million a year annually, and they still have him for six more years. He has zero goals. Taylor Hall signed that one year eight million dollar contract. He has one goal. And then Akposo, six million a year, zero goals. That's thirty-three million combined between those four players, and they only have three goals in nineteen games combined. <laughs> That whole goal was the first goal of the season for Buffalo. It was. <laughs> it was a power play goal. Poor Buffalo fans. Yeah, they are. Uh... Fans. And, you know, it, it's weird because I've never seen a Flyers fan base that's like, oh, they win two games against Buffalo. They've probably played their best hockey of the whole season in the last three games. But just because it's Buffalo, it doesn't mean anything. What does that What does that mean? Like you were playing only X amount of teams this year. You can only handle who you're playing in this division. I don't care who it is. You've already lost the Buffalo six one. You know what I mean? Like, God forbid we ever be happy and positive about a Flyers game for once for once. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's so, oh, it's so frustrating. Remember, remember this is Philadelphia. We're not allowed to be happy. We can only, yeah, I know, right? we can only be miserable. Yeah, only right. miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're <laughs> supposed to act like we're Phillies fans all the time. <laughs> No, Eagles fans. Eagles yeah, fans. that's even it. though we won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, we're still miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, quick thing, Phillies. That game today, only the Phillies would have bases loaded and no outs and not get a base hit. They had bases loaded twice in the game. Twice, actually, yeah, twice. Right, <laughs> and and they tied. They tied. <laughs> second second game of of uh, spring training. And hey, I'm already annoyed. But hey, uh, Joyce is looking like a uh, an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Made a diving catch, and he had a nice so, nice uh, bomb in I the know. game. Absolutely crushed it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he, he had the he had the the two run in the um, what was that the the fourth, third, fifth, something like that. It was somewhere around there. Yeah, it was an absolute piss missile. I saw that. It was great. Um, <laughs> I was watching that. I was like, goodbye. Yeah, all he had to hear was the crack of the bat. It was like, oh my, that was yeah. crushed. Yeah, it was absolute moonshot. Um, all right, Flyers. Yeah, um, Flyers. This is Flyer Up Podcast. Uh, yeah, not the Philly Dub Podcast. Um, couple things. These last three games, I know we, we didn't do a pod since uh, Lake Tahoe, that whole shit show. That debacle. Um, yeah, the massacre in Lake Tahoe. 
So they go into the Rangers, and essentially it was the Flyers four, Chris Kreider three, and the Flyers actually played pretty good that night. Um, overall, really f- solid first and second period, kind of continued that, had 39 shots on goal. I think that was their most shots on goal um, all year in a single game. Um, they followed that up the next game um, with an, another 39-shot performance and a 3 nothing win. Elliott was fantastic when he had to be, um, and they shut out Buffalo. Uh, with no Jack Eichel on Saturday, and then they get Eichel back. Um, Johansson in that yesterday. Same exact game as Saturday. Yeah, this, it was pretty much the same game. Like it was like the Flyers goaltender Hart, who you know played yesterday, was really good. Made a handful of good saves. Rob Doc post on that two on one. Flyers had a couple iffy plays here and there, and probably not the best third period, but pretty solid. And again, it's Buffalo, so you don't you know. Sean Couturier absolutely manhandled Eichel yeah. on the first goal. Uh-huh. Coots scoring first in both games. I, they're six one and one since Coots is back in the lineup. Yeah, Coots has been a beast. Like he's he's been great. And, and now that I think about it, he is the difference maker against Boston. Like if you think about it, like I know everybody wants to say, oh, well, they're eleven one and one, but they're 0 three and two against Boston. They haven't played Boston healthy. The, it, Boston's got them at the right time, you know. Yes, you know they probably should have canceled out some of those games, but Coots is the difference maker in in a game that's you know four three in overtime with a 3-1 lead late or a game that's 4-2 in the third period or 4-3 in the third period and you're up or you're down, whatever, you know, he's the difference maker in those Flyers probably get two or maybe three wins. Obviously, it's he's not the difference maker in a, a 7-3 game, which he played in and he didn't have everybody else, and a 6-1 game. But, you know, that other game, 2-1 at home, you know, maybe he does something for them offensively. So I think this is the right time here for the Flyers to kind of, you know, you have games in hand with the way the schedule has looked out. Um, I know we were talking about that before because as of right now, um, they have a handful of games um, in hand on the, you know the teams in front of them and things like that. Because as of the standings right now, uh, you have the Caps in first with 28 points, 21 games played. Boston is 19 games played in second. So they're two games behind there, um, and they're only two points back. Um, the Islanders have 21 games played, 26 points. The Flyers have 18 games played with 25 points. So you have two games or three games in hand, excuse me, uh, on the Islanders and the Capitals, and you're only one point behind the Islanders and one point behind uh, or three points behind the Caps. Um, you have one game in hand on Boston, you're one point behind them, and then you know your opponent tomorrow, Pittsburgh, who's below you with 23 points. You have two games in hand on them. So a win tomorrow would be really nice because you're already two two games you know in hand on Pittsburgh. You're already two points ahead of them get a win tomorrow. That means you're four points, still have two games in hand. And then you have the other two games Thursday, Saturday. So I feel like the last two games, it's been a really good showing for this team. I mean, they've, they've been able to roll all four lines, which has been nice. They haven't had the cut down on the ice time. Um, I know I'm kind of going long here, but you know, for the most part, I think these last three games has really showed how this Flyers team wants to play. And before I, I hand it to you, I want to ask you one question. The TK coming back playing or practicing today. Um, where do you think um, he'll be in the lineup? That's tough. I know. And you know why I say it? Because every line's playing good. Yeah, and it's like, funny. do you switch up Patrick on the wing? Do you put him back at center? Do you break up that Farabee, JVR, and Coots line? No, that's not breaking up the hot. The Hayes, Drew, Patrick line, do you break that up? Or do you break up the the uh, the COVID line that AV likes to call it there with Limblom, Jake, and Lawton? Um, do you break that up? So I don't know. My guess is if they do this because you have Bunneman, 
maybe Bunneman's a scratch, which I hate saying because I really like Bunneman. Um, and he's been great in that in that fourth line center role. Who honestly, if you think about it, Bunneman could probably play third line third line wing. But for the most part, my guess is that you will have to if Bunny's a scratch, I'd move Lawton down. I'd put Patrick back at center, and I would just literally switch TK um, into Patrick's spot, and then I would just do JVR, Coots, Farabee, Jeru, Hayes, Konechny, Limblom, Patrick, Voracek, and then Raffle, Lawton, Albi Kubel. That would be that, my guess. Honestly, I can see that happening as well. Because that's probably your best bet of the lineup. Because I yeah. can't see TK going to first line um, if no one else did. And I can't see him going on the fourth line either. Yeah, he has good chemistry with Hayes. We know that. And G has been fine with anybody um, this year. So, and that line clicks when G is with Hayes, they click. I'm sure Konechny will definitely help out with an offensive spark. And also, Konechny, um, they're uh, him and his girlfriend are having a baby. That's awesome. Father now. Yep. That's, yeah. He gives a father. Thank because of how young he is. <laughs> I know. Did you see Patrick's comment? He put Uncle Pat. Uncle Patty. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's just um, just going to the lines. Like I, I'm not, I'm not touching that first line. That first line yeah. has way, way too much chemistry, chemistry with each other. The way JVR is playing, the way Coots is playing, the way B- Young Beezer is playing, Canna. I, I just can't think of anything else to touch that line. I don't want to do it. So what you said, Chris, that's probably the best bet they're going to do is put TK on that second line, move Patrick to the third, and move Lawton to the uh, fourth and scratch bottom, and that's the only outcome I see. Yeah, and this is the thing I like. And as I said, like I hate scratching Bunny because he's played good, but they're not scratching anybody else. And in a pinch, you know, you can you can do that for a game or two. So if TK does play tomorrow, which he might. Um, it looks like he probably will because the Flyers did practice today, right? I didn't just make that up. I, or were they off today? I think today was an off day for them. I th- yeah, you're right. It was an off day. So that's yeah, my bad. I know Konechny technically skated today. Then he went to travel to Pittsburgh. So I think that's I, what that was. Yeah, that's why I said that. That is my bad. My apologies on that. Um, yeah. So I think that that's probably the best bet, though, is what I would say, to be honest. Yeah, I could see that, too. And just – uh. I'm assuming tomorrow uh, for the Flyers and the Penguins, it's probably the first game for the Pittsburgh Penguins to where they maybe allow fans in the stands. Since now uh, the state of Pennsylvania is upping their limit on fan capacity, now it's just up to the cities to meet that limit at this point. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, my guess is it it already includes the people that are in there, right? So that's what, like 500 or so, they said? Yeah, yeah, the first limit was like 500 for indoor and I think like 15 or 100 or something like that for outdoor events. Mm-hmm. So when the Wells Fargo Center, uh, we need more than a 500 limit to to allow fans in just because you got to uh, equip for the players, the coaches, the staff that work for the team, and then the people that just work in the arena in general. Yeah. So you got to do more to accommodate for the fans. That's why yeah. they weren't going. That's why they're still they were still pushing to get that limit up. Yeah, I don't know if they'll have like 2,000 fans because they're if they're having fans, they're going to have to have more workers. And there's already a good amount of workers in there with no fans. Yeah. So they might have to have maybe like 1,000, 1,200 workers, not added, but added up to that number um, in there. So my guess is probably like 1,000. It's probably my guess. I could see because, like maybe, maybe 1,500 to 2,000 yeah, fans. Possibly. Yeah. 
maybe a thousand, thousand five hundred, something like that. I mean, really, we don't, we don't really know because uh, you know what the way Wells Fargo is, it's yeah. tough because that the arena itself holds like twenty two thousand, but yeah. that is taken out with the Flyers or Sixers game because of the floor, mm-hmm. because with the concert you have all the floor seating there, which is a couple thousand seats. So that's probably around like nineteen thousand. 500 to 800 is probably my guess for our Flyers and Sixers game. Um, probably more for Sixers because the court is smaller. Yeah, I think the Sixers hold a lot more since, yeah, yeah. you add more of those seats. Yeah, it's got to be like a couple hundred more. Yeah. Um, you know, my my guess is the Flyers are – they're supposed to have fans in March 7th game versus the Caps, which is a Sunday afternoon, I believe. Yeah, the stretch of home games next week. That's when – that's what what is expected. You still got to wait for the city of Philadelphia – to abide by the uh, state's limits now, which is, which is expected to happen. You just got to wait for the city to announce it. Yeah, exactly. So again, I think it's good news. We're, you know, we're trending in the right direction. Um, Hopefully if when playoffs come around, we don't have many issues with this where, you know, you know, test positive or whatever, we kind of maybe get like 20% maybe for the playoffs or something like that. Um, I think anything over, Probably twenty is probably a stretch this year with everything going on. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, it's it's so tough too because there's so many things that kind of go into it, and it's it, it, it it's tough to say what's going to happen in a handful of months. So I think if they can can, can just kind of take it as it is for right now and just go with the flow and get you know some fans in there, which are going to make a difference yeah. um, in a lot of the stuff because it is so weird. Like it's so weird covering a game with no fans. Like, cause when, when I covered the Flyers game, there was like, it was so weird. Like I was telling you about, you know, there's a play where Buffalo had a crossbar and it was so loud. Cause there's sometimes when you hear the post, it is so loud. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the loudest I ever heard a crossbar in there because you know, every time <laughs> but in there has been fans. So like I covered the Phantoms game over the weekend and there was a couple posts in that game and the fans didn't really seem like they made much of a difference. I mean, it's also an AHL game too. So it's yeah. you know, different. But but still, like it didn't really seem it didn't it, at times it didn't feel like there was fans in there. But there's some stuff you hear on the ice that you wouldn't hear if there was you know if there was fans in there. So that's kind of the the cool aspect of it too is like you hear a lot of like the players talking and everything. Um, so that's kind of a, a cool aspect of it, even though there is no fans in the building. And uh, with how many? Uh, what's the limit capacity for the Phantoms? Because I know they have been allowing fans since the season started in the NHL. <sighs> I know it's it's all season ticket holders. Like you can't purchase tickets, which is most likely what the Flyers are going to do too. Is my guess. Yeah, that's that's what I would assume. Mm-hmm. But for me and my did father, you not, did, you, no. did you get anything on it? Uh, we're my dad already like told the people at the Flyers just to push for the money for year. for next year. We don't we're not even going to worry about all that crap. Just because you know, I, it, I feel like it's going to be well. The tickets are probably going to want to be very expensive, oh, yeah. and also it's going to be most likely people with higher seniority than what we are because we're at like around I would say 10, 11 years as a season ticket holder, and majority of the people that are going to be like there fifteen years, twenty years, thirty years are most likely going to get the better crack at them. I would probably. assume. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that's probably your best bet too. You might as well, you know, I think. If you're able to still watch it and everything, then you know why not. Yeah. But and hey, I'm going to my first game on the 13th with Flyers nitty gritty, so eh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, there you go. You at least get in there with the uh, the 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 press box with everything there is down there yeah. now. Because that'll be that'll be cool if it is actually in the press box. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I know we were talking about that before. Like, if it's is it in the press box up up top or is it 
because when I went, the Phantoms was in the press box. Yeah. And with the way that, and, and it's funny because <laughs> I'm walking up and I take the elevator to go up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the attendant was in there. He tells me, you know, he's like, you going to the press level? I was like, yeah. He's like, he, he's like, he said to me that I look like a media guy and I kind of laughed. It was funny. Um, I'm walking through and I open the door and on the wall there to go into the thing. Cause when you go in, it's kind of like a little lobby and there's like a, you know, a door with the overhang with the glass and everything um, to where you can see. And then a couple seats and it's kind of the same thing as you go down the hallway. So I'm looking through and I'm looking for where I'm sit, where I'm you know supposed to be sitting. And they had me at 14 and then at 16, it was Tony, Tony Androkinus, um from uh, inside AHL hockey. Um, oh, really? I, so I sat next to Tony for the whole night, which was really cool. Cool. Um, cause I, I've talked to Tony before and he's done some stuff for when Flyers and Grady on their podcast. And, uh, I'm looking through and I see where, where the scouts were on the other side, like where the bathroom was at the end of the hallway. And on the, the scouts was Arizona Coyotes, Vancouver Canucks, and then Nashville Predators. And I'm thinking to myself, and I wasn't really thinking anything of it. And then I'm thinking to myself, no, wait, Nashville Predators. I'm like, Eckholm. Eckholm. <laughs> I'm like, Eckholm. Yes. And then and then a couple minutes later, Tony said the same thing. And I'm like, well, there you go. So I'm like, it's kind of something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah because, because I remember reading an article that he put out there saying yeah. that there was a lot of Nashville scouts at that game. So you yeah. never know. Mm-hmm. Because I know yeah. I know Nashville is definitely looking to trade some of their pieces just because they, you know, they're not good this year. Yeah, right. And, you know, they only have a hand. I mean, Pierre LeBron reported they only have a handful of untouchables. It's Rene, Yossi, and Ellis. And that would make sense, to be yeah. honest, which is weird because it makes sense, but it doesn't. Like, why wouldn't Forsberg be an untouchable? Or Duchesne yeah. or Johansson? I can understand maybe Johansson just because he's been in like a decline. But Duchesne, past- though? I guess if you get value for him, you could just yeah, try to get something his back. Contract is it's also what, eight years. It, I think I think it's also the same situation probably with Forsberg. Just get value for him since he's still 26 and he still averages what I think like 20, 25 goals a year, maybe even 30. So, So, hey, honestly, if the if Flyers make a blockbuster trade with the uh, Nashville Predators, get Ekholm and Forsberg. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, You know who looked really good in that Phantoms game? Minus Hoberg. They had him top pair with Tamula. He he's got a lot of patience and he's a lot bigger than I than I thought. Like, he doesn't look – like, from the highlights and everything I've seen, he doesn't look big. Um, Quick quick thing, and this is nothing of what I was just talking about. We're – like, we're doing the, the pod right now, right? I'm like, yes. why isn't yes. why isn't Sean in here? <laughs> it, it's not a fired-up podcast without Sean Fitzpatrick. So, <laughs> wh- wh- where is where's Sean? Because this hey, is – He's having an off day, I guess. He is having an off day. What do you like? What do you message him on Twitter saying, where are you at? <laughs> I'm about to get your ass in here, Sean. <laughs> and might as well look at the uh, live chat at this moment. So we got dives joining us. What is, how's it going dives? And you commented on the uh, Nakedelphia. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not Philadelphia without negativity. Literally. We also got Renee in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Always Renee Fi- flyers are finally getting it together. Yeah. I like that optimism right there. we got tails. Of a failed life. Always love that name. A few people wanted to trade Hart last week. Guess they forgot what happened to Bob. <laughs> oh boy, the good old Bobrovsky trade. 
Then we got Renee talking about wish we won the outdoor game, though, because that one holds special, held a special meaning to him. It, it, it does suck. The Flyers just have a terrible record in outdoor games in general. <laughs> we only have one win in an outdoor game in our history. They're one and four. Yeah. Yeah. Lost. They lost. Uh, lost to Boston twice. They lost, lost to two Winter Classics, the Stadium Series, and the outdoor game, which is still what they called it. They didn't even call that a stadium series. It was just like the outdoor game. The outdoor game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It does suck that they lost it, but eh, we're moved past that now. And uh, as still, long as they won, the, as long as they won one, yeah. Like I think Chicago's one in seven. Yeah, Chicago has sucked. The outdoor only game. year they won was the fifteen Winter Classic when it snowed. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. Against, or not Winter Classic. Sorry, that, the was, stadium stadium. that was one of the first stadium series. Yeah, that was the – I think they did three that year. They did three, yes. And the other ones were in New York. And the other ones were in New York Rangers. and uh, in Los Angeles. That was the year before, I think. That was the year the, the Kings won the Cup. The year after they did the Islanders-Rangers, which was 2-1 Rangers. Then they did the Rangers-Devils. And then they did the Pittsburgh-Chicago. Because that was 14. They did those three in 15. I'm pretty sure they did one against Anaheim and Los Angeles that year, too. Yeah, well, that was four. That was fourteen because that I just I watched that today in the um the Kings Cup video, because mm-hmm. the they won in fourteen. The outdoor games in that. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, because that was that was actually one of the games where the Kings were like on a slump, and then after that they went on the hot streak into the into the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that was like the last game that they lost for like a couple weeks or something Jeez. like that. I, I don't remember what it was, but I, I was watching because for some reason on my YouTube now. I get a bunch of things from the LA Kings, like on the recommended. Oh, wow. So it'll go back from like, I was watching like, cause they have the, the thing called Kings vision, which is kind of like flyers TV. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm You've obviously seen it before. Yeah, um, probably. It, and it's like the stuff that comes off flyers.com. Well, it's off the Kings website. And it's like, and it's all throughout the year. So there's like 2012 cup video, uh, the 14 one. And then there was Kopitar's a thousandth game. Brown's a thousandth game. There was a bunch of like small videos about that stuff. Um, like a bunch of like announcer moments from when like they won the cup twice and everything, kind of like what they did to like prepare and all that stuff. Um, but a lot of it was really cool. And I would have loved to seen some of that stuff with the Flyers because I feel like I feel like for the longest time there was always like the you always saw a bunch of teams do a bunch of stuff like that, and you never saw the Flyers do anything like that. Like besides like the behind the glass. NHL Network. Like, when was the last time you saw something like that? You know what I mean? I think they did stuff like during the, I think it was the 17 18 season when they actually did like stuff on the Flyers YouTube. Like, they would recap like a bunch of, they would like do like special episodes or something like that. It was, it was a while ago when they did that. That was the only year they did it though. Yeah. I remember like when I was a kid, they used to do that stuff like the 14, 13, 14, 14, 15, around those years when they were like, Mediocre. Yeah, they were all like all right, not like horrible. Well, they kind of sucked, but whatever. <laughs> let's just um, let's just say they sucked and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I've been thinking there I, I really I I just still don't see a reason to panic with this team. I really don't. Like where did that come from? <laughs> I, I, I all this stuff is just come, it's just spitballing. Um, <laughs> but seriously, like think about it. Like I really don't think there's any reason to 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 uh, panic about this team. Like 
We saw how long it took him to get into last year. It's literally around the same time this year. Well, I, I, we got to handle, Chris. We are Nicadelphia. So right. we, we are very hard on our teams. We are very uh, not optimistic with our teams. Even sometimes not even realistic with our teams. Sometimes we just got to be pure pessimistic. So that's the way Philadelphia rolls. <laughs> I think you're one of the like really the only people that I've known has been like that's like optimistic with everything. <laughs> because seriously, there's no reason to be negative like that. Like that is just insane to me. Like I, I'm sorry. Like I, I just, you know, call me Mister Positive or whatever. But like, wait, wait, wait. We we just got a chatter in the live chat. His name is his name is Go Caps. How you doing, Go Caps? Thanks for joining the podcast. But you also say Go Flyers. So are you a Caps fan? Caps, or are you a Flyers? Flyers. <laughs> um, I'm lost here. I'm really lost. <laughs> and then Dives Dives put it perfectly. Also, the Sixers are a first place team. Yet the people want to cut it. Everyone wants to cut the team. Yeah, that's a that's a good point too. Because and, and like even them like. Like, like there's times where like like for example like the, the last game the flyers 38 38 shots on goal third straight game with over 35 shots you're you're again rolling all four lines you're able to you know score goals when you can you dominate teams and you know you dominate buffalo but it's like oh well it was buffalo who gives a shit who cares who it was against like does it matter who they beat you can only play the only same seven teams this year so regardless of whoever it is, you still won the game. I I don't care who it is. Like we got we got, we got a secret rant for you folks. We didn't expect this, <laughs> dude. This team could win a Stanley Cup, and there are people who would still say something negative. You know what I mean? Like for example, like Tom Brady, like is easily the you know, greatest quarterback ever. He's won seven Super Bowl Super Bowls, and people still want to find ways to be negative of about course. him. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many guys like that. Like, um, oh, also, I saw this stat, which was so funny, which is so off topic, and I just thought of it with um, when I brought up Tom Brady. Dude, you might as well retitle this and call it the Chris Rant episode. Um, Welcome to the Chris the Chris Rants podcast. It's all. It's just. It's just a podcast of Chris ranting. I just hear the background eating my popcorn. Yeah, all Amadeo does is just kind of laugh every couple minutes. Um, <laughs> no, but it was like Mitch Trubisky hasn't thrown a pick six in over fifty or more starts, and he's the only quarterback to ever do that. Okay, I'm like, is this guy the greatest quarterback of all time? <laughs> like, he's better than Brady. He's better than Rodgers. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, God. Like, there's just some. Oh my God. But you know, back on uh, Flyers topic. Uh, Mitch, I feel he, like well, again, Mitch Trubisky did win an MVP on the Nickelodeon playoff game. He won an MVP technically. <laughs> so technically, he is a great quarterback. <laughs> um, but no, I mean honestly. I think I think this is this team is definitely trending in the right direction. I don't see any reason to panic because you know they're playing good hockey. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel again. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's the end of the year, dude. There's no reason. I, I can I, I can tell you're lost in thought. <laughs> yeah, because there's because it's just it's so aggravating 
because it's like I feel like I have to repeat myself. I feel like I'm Jimmy six times every time I make a video. I have to repeat the same thing every single time. I'm like, <laughs> it, it is so annoying. I'm like, I, I mean, the amount of times I've had to say, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic. It's early. It's early. It's early. I'm like, at this point, you should turn in the Steve Dangle. <laughs> yeah, I, I might as well. I, I should just sit here and scream in my phone for 20 minutes. And, you know, that's that. But seriously, like, I, I just don't see a reason to complain and bitch about little things with this team when they've played good hockey recently. They've played really good the past three games. I don't care if it's Buffalo. <laughs> that means nothing. Like, that means nothing. You're trying to take something positive and make it negative. Because you know what I notice a lot? It's all the little unnecessarily unnecessary situations in people's heads that don't go the way they expect them to. That means that what the Flyers actually did is bad. As as weird as that sounds. Like that expectation in your head means that if they didn't, you know, complete it or if they didn't do it to their standard, that means it was bad. Of course. You know what I mean? And how, that goes for everything. Tell Philadelphia fans are, sadly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and also, uh, Go Caps clarified his uh, his thing. He's both a Flyers and a Caps fan. So, thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I understand your uh, your your standpoint. When the it, it was always like when the Flyers didn't make the playoffs back in their mediocre days. I was always okay. I want Ovechkin to win the cup, and he finally did. Finally did in 2018. So I was happy about that. Then we also <laughs> dive saying Philly sports Twitter is the worst. I agree with you. It is a cesspool of its own cancer, and. I know we say Flyers Twitter is bad, but it's, it's nowhere compared to Sixers or Eagles. Nowhere compared to it. It's like, All right. it's What's like worse. What's worse? Flyers Twitter or Flyers Facebook? Because I, they're both equally as bad. It's, it still doesn't compare to Sixers or Eagles. Oh, like, no, no, I know. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like, like this is the Flyers social media cancer. This is Eagles and Sixers all the way up there. It's like I even spread it apart even further at this point. <laughs> and then we also got a. Uh, Jay joining the chat saying, be an effing flyer. Thanks. That quote from Elaine Vigneault, who did get his 700th career uh, victory as a head coach. And he tied Mike Babcock for ninth all time with yeah, the NHL head coaches. So yeah. if he wins any of these games against the Pittsburgh Penguins, he will be solely in eighth or ninth place in wins for an NHL head coach. So I'm sure he's going to have a bunch of martinis, but I did like what he said at his press conference. He still doesn't have one award that he's looking for. So never know. He could win that in the future. Yep. Um, quick thing that just got announced that I just saw. Um, Phantoms are allowing. I don't know if you saw this. Phantoms are allowing fifteen percent capacity next home game, March third against the Hershey Bears. Ooh, interesting. So that is uh, good to know as well. Um, Connect needs a game time decision for tomorrow. Yeah, I expected so that. Most likely means he's going to be in. Yeah, I expected um, that. Yeah, because I mean, G was the game time decision, and he didn't even have, have to ask G. Probably the same thing with Connecting. He probably won't have to ask TK. <laughs> probably be in um so i would agree yeah <laughs> i like this uh one more comment before we get into the a little preview of the week upcoming game it's pittsburgh so we got a sj5 jack saying facebook is a cursed app <laughs> I, I i agree with you i agree with you. all social media is cursed it's re- especially in the philadelphia sports realm very really cursed so we got a couple of minutes left because i know chris has a hockey game to get to after this so we're gonna we're gonna speed we're gonna speed run this for you folks. 
So we got Flyers versus Penguins three times this week. Thank you, uh, COVID, and thank you, NHL scheduling department, to where we play the Pittsburgh Penguins three times t- tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday and uh, Tuesday are 7 p.m. games, and Saturday is a 1 p.m. game. So the Pittsburgh Penguins, they are currently 8-11-8-1 eight, eight, on the season. Flyers are two points ahead of the Penguins with a couple of games in hand against them. If you look at the Penguins stats, Sidney Crosby, he has 18 points in 20 games. He basically leads Pittsburgh in every stat possible. And a surprising player, Evgeny Malkin, he only has 12 points. Malkin does not have a good start to the season. I wonder why my fantasy team sucks. (laughs) Man, how bad is it taking a hit with Malkin? How bad? I'm getting to the point where I might have to drop some of them. And I don't know who to pick up. Because... Like, I have Patrick, right? Yeah. And he hasn't necessarily done anything, like, offensively, like, give me a point. So, like, the last three games, I think he's put up, like, 0.6 or something is his highest. I'm like, I can't keep – I'm losing because of that. Where, like, like Hart alone yesterday got me 12.6. <laughs> like, some of these guys are doing nothing. Like, the one week I had 111 points, I put up 46 the next week. From postponements, guys not – you know, doing anything, injuries or whatnot. Like, it, I'm just getting screwed with all this. And it's so frustrating because with COVID and everything, and now that the way that the, the waivers are set up on here, it takes a whole 24 hours for the waivers to go through. Jeez. So last night I dropped um, Rope Hints and I picked up Kirill Kaprizov. I had to. I'm like, Kaprizov's playing better lately. I think he leads the wild in points um, offensively, on offense at least. And I was just like, I have to do this because Hintz was hurt too. So, and you also got a uh, looking for the goaltending on Pittsburgh. So uh, their goaltending hasn't been the best. Casey DeSmith has definitely been the better out of the two goaltenders between him and Tristan Jari. Casey DeSmith has a two seven three goals against average with a eight nine four with an eight nine three save percentage. Actually, so uh, it's really going to be a pick or go between Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith, whatever is going to happen. So it's going to be a very important week for the Flyers of coming against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's see if we can get some points. This is definitely going to be really important for the standings. So, yeah, I know, Chris, you're not going to do predictions. I'm not even going to ask you. No, so I hate we're, not going to, we're not going to worry about that. So we're going to wrap up the podcast because I know Chris has got to like, storm out. So it's going to do it for this episode of the Florida podcast and stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to be this Wednesday, March 3rd and Tyson's going to be joining us back once again. And we're also going to have a flyers daily host, Jason Martinez on the show for the podcast. And it's going to be a good time. So people definitely tune into that. If you have questions for Jason, definitely tune into the live stream and yeah, definitely just stay tuned for that. It's going to be an exciting time to also recapping tomorrow's, Flyers game against the Pittsburgh Penguins on whatever happens tomorrow. So it's going to do it for this episode of the Florida Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer. We'll see you Wednesday, and hopefully it's after a Flyers win tomorrow. And also, for people who didn't turn into the live stream today, you could check it out on Apple and Spotify. And just thank you for everyone that is joining the live stream in general. You can follow me on Twitter, Amadeo Gracia98, and follow Chris on Twitter at underscore Chris Mayer and just follow our YouTube channels, TTP sports and flyers fan Mania 93. So without further ado, this is it for the Florida podcast today and stay tuned for Wednesday. Everyone we'll see you then.